please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, here it is. Spoiler rep 99. The joke, well, Joker, not the yeah, Joker. Yep, just Joker. Just Joe, good old mm-hmm. Joker. Mm-hmm. Standalone Joker. Um, just so you know, this is a spoiler up, ladies and gentlemen. We will be discussing uh, the whole movie, including the ending, key plot points. So if you've not seen this movie and you don't want it spoiled, click pause, run to your local Cineplex, see this movie, run Come back. Come back and listen. Run back. Like this is, I don't know, being broadcast on a Philco in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we want to welcome our guest, a longtime friend, has been on the show before. Yes. Who flat out texted me yesterday, Graham, I need to talk about this. And I was like, we need to guess for the Joker spoiler app. Mm-hmm. Cecily Perfect. Nobler, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. This is so exciting. Thank you. I'm uh, nervous. Well, well, before we get into it, and because I always forget at the end, why don't we do the Patreon Oh, yeah. Sponsors? Let's bang that out. Yep. Um, <laughs> Patreon sponsors, you get your name on every episode in the month. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are. Johnny Rulon, promoting his novel titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. Choker, spoiler up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Penway Planet, a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. They're probably talking about the Joker right now. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comics news, movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. And we have Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeversuicide.com, coffeeversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back-to-back as the three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. AliceFrazier.com. AliceFrazier.com. Hello, Alice. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans. New episode recorded at San Diego Comic-Con with the artist Eric Joyner, known for painting robots and donuts together. TheArtPodcasts.com with an S. TheArtPodcasts.com. And Tony McFadden's 14th book. It's a gritty Australian noir, The Murder of Jeremy Brooks. Small-town Australian PI Dan McGinnis against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cops think it was a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a hit. More info at TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. And from Andy Bowman, every week on the Geek 101 podcast, Ariel and Andy get together to discuss, critique, and review, and sometimes bicker about the latest in geek news and pop culture. Become a listener and join the conversation by listening to the Geek 101 podcast wherever you download podcasts. And from Jerome Sullivan, uh, calling all Hollywood and all the streaming services, uh, go to jcsscreenplays.com to check out the, the uh, synopsis, synopsis I, <laughs> of, uh, my, of his completed movie and television scripts, including a murder mystery, sci-fi action thriller, coming-of-age musical, a horror, a rom-com, and more. Check out jcsscreenplays.com. 
All right, boom. Let's get into Joker <laughs> spoilers. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I know. I had, I had, to, I had to turn away. Like I, I would have started laughing if it was, you guys. It was Graham was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for no reason, I started, and then Graham was laughing, and yeah. then we're just, I'm sorry. That was it. I would have. Yeah, I would have kept going. When you got up out of your chair and yeah, walked yeah. to the corner of the room, that actually I was like, helped. Oh, Thank man. you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so great. Yeah. Oh, no, just, just weird giggles. Out it's of not like it's a podcast. We're not going to stop recording. No. I'll be honest. I was disturbed. He wasn't. <laughs> he was like, are you okay? I was yeah. like, I don't think I am. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, if you were, and we haven't even started talking about the Joker yet. I know. Yet. <laughs> it's just like she's got that crazy disease that yeah. he's got in the yeah. film where he just laughs uncontrollably. Yeah. I know. She walked away and handed me a card. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's, Cecily, so you obviously, you've been a movie reviewer for. Long time. Long time. Yeah. So you've watched, I'm guessing. All the Christopher Nolan Batman movies you've seen, all of the so. What do you before prior to seeing this movie, and then we'll get into what you thought of it. What were you bringing in terms of your knowledge or like or dislike of the Batman movies coming into this? That is a good question. I like the direction that Nolan took it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I like that it. You know, obviously DC. I shouldn't say obviously, but they have gone more serious than Marvel mostly, right? right. So, you know, having Heath Ledger back in the day have, as the Joker and making this like a real cinematic experience instead right. of sort of like a wacky kind of comedy thing mm-hmm. totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I expected that level. I knew we were going to kind of continue that. I'm not a huge Chris Nolan fan. Oh, am I going to get yelled at for that? <laughs> not my favorite. I mean, I like what he did and I love Heath as Joker, but I'm like, he's not like my number one. Okay. I don't know who my number one is. <laughs> he's, no, he's no Fosse. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, coming into it, I was, I mean, I was ready. I mean, we had a lot of hype on this. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, if I can say, I don't want to jump ahead, but having Todd Phillips, a comedy director, you know, I was like, I think this is kind of perfect. Because you know how when you, you know. Oh, I like, didn't have that reaction. Well, a lot, most yeah. people didn't. But think about, like, I think some of the best dramatic performances come from comedians. You right. know, look at Robin Williams and so, I mean, we could name so many. Even Zach, Zach Galifianakis is a great that, dramatic that, actor. That I agree with. Um, yeah. Directing, I think, is a different animal. It is. It is. But I thought, you know, this could actually work. Because who, who are the saddest people? Right. Are the jokers, the comedians, the people, like, mm-hmm. who better? Oh, I've said this before. This? Yeah. I mean, every comedian is one heckler away from being the joker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every comedian has had a moment on stage mm-hmm. where they kind of lost their shit because yeah. they just everything was stacking up. For sure. The gig was mm-hmm. bad, the heckler yeah. was bad, the condo sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just had an argument tick, with tick, a significant tick, tick, other. Tick, tick, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then and they just fucking blew up on stage. Yeah. yeah. Every all three of us have yes. had moments like mm-hmm. that at various times in our career. Well, I cry. I don't get like crazy angry, but I just like as you just saw. Just just, (laughs) Just go to the corner (laughs) and cover your face. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. You like to put baby in a corner. (laughs) Yes, I am baby. Yeah. (laughs) Calls themselves baby and then puts themselves in the corner. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm on board. (laughs) So that's what you brought into this movie. Yeah. Do you did you have expectations? You're like because we talked about on our regular episode. We both had reservations. The last trailer with Robert De Niro was when I first started going, oh, this could be good. Mm-hmm. We both were like, I don't know, Todd Phillips. And then we both ended up loving it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So we loved it. But right. So go into your expectations and then tell us what you thought. 
Well, you know, I'm always asked by a lot of, uh, I'm on a bunch of radio stations. I review for a bunch of radio stations. Mm-hmm. And they always say, radio? what are, for radio? I know, I know. It is so, <laughs> oh God, obsolete. <laughs> I know. But they always say, kind of at the beginning of the year, what's, what's the stuff to look out for? I'm, I don't remember exactly when the first trailer came out, but once it came out, I was like, this is, I called this movie. I mm. said, this is... This is going to be magnificent. That was my going into it, seeing Joaquin, just a little bit that I saw of him. I couldn't think of anybody better to play this part. Mm-hmm. It was one of those where it's just like, oh, that's it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, anytime you sometimes you just don't see the vision. And it was like, oh, he's going to, there's no way he's going to let this go out being bad. He just, right. I just don't think he can do it. So I've called this from the beginning. I went in so excited, and my expectations were like met and then exceeded. That's Honestly. not easy to do. Right. No. Because right. usually that's like such a pitfall with that high of expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, I have, I, you know, I'm always having been betrayed so much because I love right. the, the the comics and as such a Batman fan, I've been like bummed out. The Nolan ones I love, but so many are like such a disappointment. I thought the Heath Ledger casting was horrible. Really? I was completely wrong. Okay. I was a thousand percent wrong. Oh, Anne Hathaway, that'll be horrible. She was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joaquin, I don't see it. Loved him. So right. like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I always just like, they're gonna fuck it up. They're right. gonna screw mm-hmm. it. You know, like, so that's how, it, but so. I wonder if that trend will end with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, I totally forgot about that. Oh God. Uh, There's no way that's gonna be but good. But I mean, like, Ben Affleck, I mean, like, we, we've, uh, there've been a lot of mistakes. Yes. I didn't even love Christian Bale in that part, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you? I did. I did because I loved the Nolan world right. that he created. I thought it was such an... I loved Batman because it was a great origin story. Yeah. The Joker, Batman, they captured that, those two, their fucked up relationships so well. Right. And then I loved uh, Dark Knight Rises and Bane and, and the conclusion of that, the way they... Bane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I loved all right. that. And so... I after those three movies, I was like, "Where else can they go with this franchise?" Was completely let down by Batman, Superman, and Ben Affleck. Well, I was yeah, like, "Come of on!" Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, maybe they're gonna do some of the." And it was. I thought she was with you. Yeah, oh, great lines like that, Martha. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Both our yeah. moms' name were Martha. Yeah, they took us. Yeah. I mean, well, that was that's Zack Snyder, though. I mean, yeah. who yeah. right? I I'll mean, tell you, it's taken a long time to get. <laughs> you know, him separated from all these movies. Now finally, like, all right, no, we're done. We're done. Now we're starting over. Well, yeah. one of the other things I liked going in, and you, both of you can talk to this, I'm sure, not to lead, not to lead the thing, <laughs> but just, I love that they were taking that sort of 80s revamp of Joker, the killing joke, is that what yeah. it was called, right? Mm-hmm. One bad day. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Instead of it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to put you in a vat of, or he falls in a vat of acid. You know, we're not doing right. that. And that's what I think people were so scared of right. because it was so real. All of a sudden, it's not a cartoon character. It's our neighbor, maybe, or anyone, any of us. Any of us that have struggled with any sort of depression or yeah. mental illness or anxiety or anything. Exactly. And they just like pushed it a little past the normal limits. Anyone right. that's that's like, needs medication and, right. and psychiatric there, care. There, there's some interesting theories too online and I don't know, you know, how much of this was intentional, but it's always interesting to see like all the different theories that come up because mm-hmm. one of the things that they say about the Joker is that uh, the Joker severely mentally ill out of his mind, but also a criminal mastermind and a genius. And uh, um, somebody made the point of like, well, you know, it's entirely possible not only were the meds keeping him you know, from going crazy, they were also maybe suppressing the 
criminal genius aspect of it too mm-hmm. so there's all these great theories that can kind of like well yeah you could kind of well, people, uh, people justify say that. i've yeah. never i've never mm-hmm. taken medication like that but i know people who have and they're mm-hmm. like i felt like i was in a fog the right. whole time yeah right. yeah and so so it's entirely possible like all of, all of that is like grounded in reality right. you could believe all of it absolutely you could and horrible health care a country yeah. that has horrible health care the, the bad health care and sort of not the governmental things in place in terms of mental health and and it's not a movie none of us we're not saying we blame this and that this is given giving somebody the justification to go and do these horrible things that he did but we're just looking at all the pieces that's what's so interesting i mean like all the people that that oh that line where you know she said do you have arthur do you have negative thoughts he's like you don't you don't hear me you're not listening to me whatever the line is like all i have are negative negative thoughts thoughts. yeah who hasn't felt i felt that way in therapy before Mm -hmm. where it's like you're not that crazy journal yeah Yeah. oh my god Mm -hmm. the journal and they just you know they kind of flip through there's like what was that picture was was that it was a, like a, child it was like, like something a, terrible something awful, awful. Mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. like is that a mutilated kid is yeah. that porn is that what right. is that and mm-hmm. the crazy you saw that too yes i thought right. i was just making that up in my mm-hmm. head and so what therapist doesn't see that why didn't they look at the journal it was right there yes it was right there and it's yeah. sort of like that was a great sentiment to like every time there's a mass shooting where it's like the person had untreated mental illness right. they went off their meds or didn't have access to it and then mm-hmm. easy access to guns there's all these like signs that were like you know that that the kid in in um, in Florida was like he was in the junior ROTC. He fought. It was violent. He fought with people. He said he loved guns. The FBI investigated him, and they just skated over it. Right. And here's this woman looking at his journal. Right. right. Yeah, and you see the failures for sure. And then all the funding gets cut. Funding so, gets cut. Uh, I I think that one of the most effective things for this film, if we can get in, start to get in a little bit to the ending. It's it's a slow burn where you see this deterioration and you see the uh, uh, unreliable narrative of like, well, is this real or is this isn't? Mm-hmm. But you see the growing chaos that he is the center of. Yeah. Um, and my one of my favorite lines is, well, I'm not really political. He doesn't give a shit. Like the, the people, anarchy. He, the people he killed on the subway, he didn't give a shit that they worked for Wall Street. That had It wasn't a political statement. These no. guys just fucked with him. Yeah, he, and he, he killed him and, you know, it was pretty remorseless about it. And uh, three, well, yeah. I have to say, I'm sorry, Graham. I'll just mm-hmm. say this. Mm-hmm. To, to that point, had three, you know, gangbangers hassled him, had three old ladies hassled, he would have yeah. killed anyone killed, uh, exactly. that bothered him. But it just so happened yeah. right. in this, uh, what they did a great job of was the collapse, the failure of people in power, the failure. So we, the movie starts garbage strike. Right. Mm-hmm. We start in a city with piling garbage so they can't figure out a garbage union contract. And it's the and it's the kind of uh, symbolism that uh, well then you have basically you're living in a cesspool of stink and garbage and it makes everyone sub Human. It's yeah. called I mean, the broken. Have you ever heard the broken windows theory, yes. which mm-hmm. I find very fascinating? And I, mm-hmm. okay, this is I, should, I wrote a letter to the mayor, a couple mm-hmm. of like. But speaking of, and I referred. This was maybe two years ago. I wrote a letter to our mayor here in LA, and I was like, I quoted this thing. I said, this is if you let this happen, you let the city fall apart with needles and all this stuff. If this is what it looks like, it gets worse and worse. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. 
And then I referred to LA as Gotham. I thought that was really, and I just got an auto reply, like, thank yeah. you so yeah. much for Thanks loving for, the mayor. Yeah, yeah it was, like, we, it was uh, but I felt. We appreciate your yeah. feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ride the subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and wait, do we have one? Oh, so, yeah, that's right. So as this movie built, and it mm-hmm. got crazier and crazier and crazier, and all of these pieces kind of fell into place in the wrong way, yeah. which was, wow, the Joker was created. Um, what I didn't realize is how they were going to actually intertwine the Batman mythology in it because they made such a big deal in the marketing. This isn't a Batman story. Right. It's a Joker story. So I wasn't expecting to see anybody named Wayne or uh, Alfred or anybody. And they were in the movie. Were you so excited? Yeah. I, got, I was. I was. I was. So excited. And the and, casting, I think Todd, Todd Phillips, I give him so much mm-hmm. credit, mm-hmm. deliberately casting the same actor who played one of the, you know, politician higher-ups in Dark Knight Rises who gets mm-hmm. kidnapped, mm-hmm. plays Thomas Wayne. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he takes that same shot towards the end of the movie where Heath Ledger is, like, hanging out the side of the cop car. Yeah. Right. He did the exact same shot when oh. when Joaquin was in the back of the cop car, yes. angle, out mm-hmm. the window, the city's uh, falling apart. Right. Yeah. Same know. shot. That yes. was the tip of the hat to me. That's what and, I saw. And this oh, I is love the, that. And this is what really sold the entire movie Hold, and the way it all put... Aaron looks oh. like he wants to say. I read that uh, Viggo Mortensen turned down the role of Thomas Wayne, so... Is that true? Really? Uh, yeah, that's what it says on IMDb. Wow. Could be false. Mm-hmm. But, that would uh, not, no. It kind of bothered me, actually, that, that that guy was in there. It was like, he's in Dark Knight Rises. Why? <laughs> oh, <you laughs> Did that like pull you out of it? It, it pulled me out of it. and Yeah, it didn't bother me. And that dude's always playing a dick. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really... To see that portrayal of Thomas Wayne, which we talked about in the regular episode, too. Like, well, I, I want to get into that yeah. in a second, too. I but, thought that was... But, a... but I, I want to I just mention this. the ending again, is that... Uh, as we get this slow burn and then this ex- literally explosion at the end of violence and chaos, mm-hmm. and it, the movie made such a great point of like, th- he's not political. Everyone is making him political, but yeah. he is an agent of chaos. And then even like, he didn't care if he went to jail or not or what happened to him. And uh, um, the end, when we see Batman get created, when his fam- his parents get killed in Crime Alley at the not same time. Not by Joker, by the way. Not by Joker. Right. But by, God, if right. they would have made that happen, oh, I was no. going to be furious. <laughs> That's the Tim Burton mistake. It, it, yes. wouldn't, it wouldn't have fit the movie. It would have been a big mistake. I, yes. I completely agree. So what you have at the end was an incredible piece of almost religious iconography. Mm-hmm. You have the birth of the Antichrist and the birth of the Savior at the exact same time and how one created the other exactly and And they're not exactly on opposite sides i was thinking about this so much (laughs) after the movie they're not on opposite sides of the coin it's not like good the opposite of good is evil you know it's sort of the opposite of it's luck the opposite of like bad luck like joker when he first because i disagree about who he killed on the subway i think that they he knew those were bad guys they were bad guys and i think he thought he could be a hero because all this time he's saying, I don't exist. No one sees me. I don't, uh, am I even here? All this stuff. And then he's here all of a sudden. I think he was, that could just as easily have been Bruce Wayne. You know, go, like, think of, and also, I, I'm sorry. That's just, a great point. You know? That's a great, and the thing that supports that point is in his fantasy, mm-hmm. and we, I want to talk about this. Yeah. In the fantasy of the girlfriend, right. she says, good, those three guys. Now there's a million more to go. Three Wall Street j- assholes down, a million more mm-hmm. to go. Right. So that in his fantasy... He's projecting he, he's that. The he's guy. projecting the hero of right. taking mm-hmm. out the Wall Street assholes. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's wrong. Just anybody listening, you know, of course, right. we know that that's not the right way. Evil 
create, you know, we don't want it to create more evil. Yeah, but, e- and um, evil, um, ultimately, the they say evil turns in on itself. Of course, it's, uh, chaos. Whereas good expands. Right. Where, uh, it, it's interesting to see the way everything just kind of um, um, came together, mm-hmm. it, but in that fashion of chaos and order, you know, chaos is out of control that has a savior, so now, you know, order has to uh, respond. It's it's right. al- it's like, it's right. almost a philosophical, religious, uh, um, like I said, it was iconography. Even the way that um, uh, Joker was being carried and then raised his arms yes. up over the car. It yes, was, uh, yeah. I think it should have ended there. Yeah. Did we agree on that? Do, mm-hmm. Did you like the ending? I think it should have ended I, with I loved part. every every frame. You I thought that because, and yeah. I thought at the end, oh, the yeah. Walking the blood. Walking and with the blood, yeah. Because then I think, oh, well, this is like a Kaiser Soze moment. Is yeah. the entire thing a fabrication? Is he was he captured after it? And this is like a great thing. And and Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips have been very careful in every interview, saying, "Well, you know, it's up to the mm-hmm. audience to decide. We're not going to tell you which is real I, and which is." I isn't. thought it was. Mm-hmm. Here's how I interpreted it. It was all real. This happened. The only thing that was was fictionalized was his relationship with the girlfriend. Right. And um, to me, you hear like, you know, he thinks he's Thomas Wayne's son. Mm-hmm. No. His mom was nuts. Right. He was chained to a radiator. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, he was born out of childhood trauma, mm-hmm. out of untreated mental illness, out of the wealthy not giving a damn about the poor. There was also an element of being adopted, too. Like, well, was that her kid that she chained to the radiator? Was he adopted? Like, there was also all these um, vagaries there. Remember when he when he stole the, uh, the psychiatric uh, evaluation yes. about his mother? And then even that, what I love, too... Even that didn't shed a ton of light on everything. Even that was like, well, yeah, no, well, now this is just more crazy. I kind of thought, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm still not sure that that she wasn't, the mom wasn't telling the truth. I thought we were going to find out that he was going to find out it was all true, that the Waynes were obviously saying it wasn't, but that maybe it was. Like, who, I, I, th- I thought It's deliberately it left up in the yeah, air. Yes. So well, he found, he found that photo after he, you know, suffocates his mother to death. And it says, you look beautiful in this, T.W. So maybe they did have a relationship, but he's still adopted. I mean, yeah, oh it, 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 it was never yeah. concisely said, like, but he's he kind the of, son. He's, he yeah. does react like, uh-oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, all right. Well, done I mean, that yeah. is also <laughs> such a thing. Like, you've heard this story. The rich guy sleeps with the maid, mm-hmm. hides it, covers it right. up, pushes, now, the, doesn't here, acknowledge here, the here's kid. Here's why I exactly. think that that didn't happen. Right. And this is because when stuff like that happens, like let's say get the maid pregnant and uh, wants to cover it up, had her, remember she mentioned, oh, I had to sign some papers. <laughs> Generally, there is a large payout associated with those oh, things. Good point. Like for hush money where they would not have been living in poverty yeah. because right. to keep them quiet Right. There would have been money that would have exchanged. Yeah, because then hands. you could say, if you speak up, the money's the gone. money's got exactly. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> for me, for me, I think, and maybe this is more of like wanting this to happen, but also I felt like the fact that Joker didn't kill the the Waynes, I was like, thank God, mm-hmm. and I think it made more sense for what they were tr- the, 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 what they what my interpretation of what they were trying to get across was he's just this victim of a bunch of shitty things. Yeah, one bad and day. One he's bad the center day. of the chaos that ultimately created the rise of Batman. Yes, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. and he, the Joker was born out of abuse. Mm-hmm. And lies and mental illness and chaos and a society mm-hmm. that doesn't give a damn. So here, right. his 
I don't think he was Thomas Wayne's kid. No. I think he was his mom being raised by someone who has mental illness is the equivalent of being of having a junkie or an addict for a parent. Right. So you're in chaos. He was abused clearly as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has PTSD and trauma and whatever else. And it makes more sense because he's just born out of this, um, you know, wealth inequity, mm-hmm. uh, cruel society that doesn't care, that doesn't pick up its own garbage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it makes more sense that he's not Thomas Wayne's son. She just worked right. for him. She went. She's nuts. Thomas right. Wayne's like, look, dude, you gotta go. I'm not yeah. your dad mm-hmm. because, like you say, they would. He would have paid hush money if it was his right. kid because mm-hmm. he still would have gone. This is my kid. It was even in, on an Arrow episode. Like, uh, really? Yeah. They um, like um, Oliver Queen had a kid that he didn't know about, but the mother made the um, the Oliver Queen's mother made the the mother of his kid go away, go move somewhere else. We'll never talk about this again. Here's a check for a million dollars. Yeah. So I would um, take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think because and also he's been abandoned at every turn. Right. So Thomas Wayne not even being his dad is another abandonment. He Right. He even mentions that. It's like, what is wrong with all of you people? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he so truly believed, whatever, whatever was true, and I, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, Graham, mm-hmm. on this, but whatever it is, like, he believes it. All these mm-hmm. things, like, like the girlfriend and all the things that he's fantasizing. Right. And I'm so glad the movie didn't do, like, you know, flashbacks to him, like, being bold. Like, I, I was a little nervous they were going to show him as a five, you know. Yeah, 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 they yeah. They didn't, right? If I, I'm remembering that mm-hmm. right. They hey, you, hey, funny yeah. man, you know, like, yeah. Mr. Class Clown. Like, yeah. did they, yeah, that would have been mm-hmm. awful. Just absolutely awful. Because it just kept you, you were kind of kept in the darkness of his brain. Yes. Of his psyche. Was, he was in every frame, right? There yeah. was not a moment that you weren't with him. That was suffocating mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Um, But brilliant. Yeah. The only thing, well, sorry, I don't want to skip around but the Go hero i don't know that i like loved i know what they were doing with king of comedy and that was yes but mm-hmm. i don't know that he was exactly the right guy for that well it was you know all right well we're doing taxi driver we're doing 100 movies agree, yeah well uh yeah, I, I, think I felt Niro's like it was horrible he was you, you didn't like de niro i think he's terrible it was always re- or just in this in this movie yeah it was real stunt casting i agree yeah. it could have been somebody else it didn't have to be robert de niro somebody that was like trying yeah <laughs> to do, didn't, to didn't walk through it yeah yeah um, I don't know. I, 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 at first I was like, God, is De Niro just phoning this in? Like, I would have liked to have doing... seen an actual late night comedian in that. Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah. here's why but I then ended up. You can't up... kill him. You can't do that. Here's why I ended up <laughs> buying right? it is two reasons. One in the dark Knight series where we see the, in the graphic novels where we see the Joker is killed. David Letterman killed David Letterman. Mm hmm. So there was that, like, there was part of that. They were, I, fe- I felt like they were pulling some of that source material. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and De Niro, the casting of De Niro, I actually thought was good because it seemed like a guy that's been on TV for 30 years, who's phoning it in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, like Leno used like to do. Like Leno yeah. used to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Johnny did at the very mm-hmm. end. Like even Letterman a little bit towards the end. I mean, right. Letterman admitted, he goes, I came home one day and my wife said, how, how was the show? And I couldn't remember it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, That's when he goes, I knew it was time to retire. Yeah. So it felt like De Niro was like, I've been here a million years. You know, I'm not retiring. I'll, when I die, that's when I'll retire. And so I can just say and do whatever I want. 
having Mark Marin is his like, you know, yes man producer. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was again <laughs> like, well, that that's okay, but now it was like one scene. That's, yeah. Yeah, and I felt like that was and I was like, oh God, this is gonna be like the Dark Knight Grab. He's gonna kill him. Yeah. So you knew that was happening. I just that. felt I just yeah. like I not that I had read any spoilers. I just felt like this is the way this story's going. Because it was clear. The city's about to explode. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's murdering everybody. They did that, they showed that newspaper. I said it in the regular episode, it said, mm-hmm. kill the rich question mark. Mm-hmm. Is this the movement or whatever? And I was like, they're just saying it. Right. Right, they're just telling you. They're just telling you, we're gonna fucking wax the rich. And when those cops on the train just get swallowed up. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone with the clown masks just start killing people. I was like, oh, shit. Right, Mm -hmm. that was chilling. Well, every scene was. Aaron? Yeah, I don't don't know. I feel like even, even if that's what De Niro was going for, like when Letterman did it in reality, I don't think we could tell that he was phoning it in quite as much? I don't know. Well, you know, the other problem with De Niro is we're doing nods to King of Comedy, obviously, but also Taxi Driver, as you mentioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to go, okay, well, who is, he's not, he's not Travis Bickle here, which is, oh, I think I've thought about so much since then because all the controversy about right. like, how can you make a movie about this man who's so, ta- Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver, that's his yeah. name, right? Yep. He was mm-hmm. certainly not a hero. In no. his mind, he mm-hmm. was a hero. And the movie, Taxi Driver, spoiler alert, ends mm-hmm. with him being yeah. the hero. That's right. So yeah. it's confusing to everyone because they're like, and, and you kind going of see in, yourself in him a little. Not you, I do. Yeah. But, but and you, you know, going in like this is this isn't Batman. This is the Joker. We already know yeah. it's a villain. You know, right. it's, yeah. it wasn't you know a big. But he's uh, not a villain in his so, mind. No, which is which makes the movie interesting. Yes. So yeah. uh, for me, uh, like let's the 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 because any of the questions that I had, I was like, huh, all got sort of answered. Mm-hmm. And like the the Nero one, like I said, I was like, mm, and then I was like, oh, it makes sense to me mm-hmm. when the girl comes to his door and says, were you following me? And then she smiles and they start dating. I was like, that's not believable, but all right. I guess he's got this bright spot. Oh, when he was in her apartment and you saw, I was like- Her fear. I was like, her fear, she's like, your name's Arthur, right? And I was like, oh, fuck. You didn't get it before that? I I did not. before, right? Like maybe one scene before I was like, oh, this is- When he walked in there, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, is- is she going to be comforting and then he's going to lose his shit on her? She's going to be the good girlfriend. Ooh. She's going to be an insensitive girlfriend at the, right at the wrong moment. Right. And then it was like, oh God. When they showed him standing at the doorway alone, I was like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I knew one of the scenes where she comes and sees him do stand Could you ever date a woman who did bad stand-up? Like if you saw a woman and she just did the worst, like no it wasn't just a bad night. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, you had an off night, but it was just like the worst jokes. Never. Of course not. So mm-hmm. this woman wasn't going to just go to that show and be like, oh, let's go for snow cones yeah. <laughs> after. I sort of had a feeling. I was like, this yeah. doesn't make sense. I'm She's sure you'll get really better in uh, eight years. So <laughs> you'll improve. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I didn't. I mean, I kind of knew a little. And then when it was confirmed, we, um, I still had that chill. My, Mike Schmidt and I were texting back and forth. He was thinking, uh, like, when he was in her apartment, like, oh, he must have killed her and the kid. I said, no, he wouldn't have killed her and the kid. He's like, yeah, but wouldn't want the cops to find her or leave a witness. And I'm like, no, you know, he doesn't care about getting caught. He killed somebody on live television. That's right. Um, but he made it a point that if someone was nice to him, he didn't kill them. Like, That's the, right. like a little person. So I said, most likely he was, he just left the apartment. I don't think he hurt the uh, woman. I never got the impression either. that he hurt yeah. I didn't Aaron, think so either. Did you think he killed I did, yeah. Really? I thought, I thought he killed her, not the child, but, but definitely her. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just the feeling I got of how that scene ended. 
That's interesting. Just again, another all. open to interpretation. Yeah. Well, that scene. So let's talk about the scene where the guy that sold him out at the clown school, when he finds out the gun, the gun, mm-hmm. the gun sold mm-hmm. him out, and he shows up, and he's you know he's got the scissors. I was like, oh fuck, when he was like, oh yeah, I agree with you. And I was like, oh no, he's about to stab him. The tension. Yeah. The tension. Yeah. And he, when he was like, no, you're right, you're right. And I was like, oh, he's not looking him in the eye. He's about, and the, and then the reaction of the of the short person going yeah. oh yeah. you're just like cuz he was like oh god right i'm stuck with this guy yeah and then he's trying to get out and he needs help at the door and right. i was like oh. i could relate to that I'm yeah. five foot one. i really was like i couldn't reach that door i don't think oh my god and that was terrifying and he was and then he, he opens the door and then stops and closes it again yeah. hey you were always nice to me and you're yeah. just like Oh my God, he's going to kill. Yeah, you don't know. Is he going to kill him? Well, that's a horrific um, nod. Wasn't that yeah. a Columbine? I mean, wasn't that like one of the things that was said in one of the mass shootings, like school shootings where really? oh, I don't they know. said, I don't know if it was the exact wording, but it was something like they were skipping people that were not. Nice uh, oh, wasn't well, one yeah. Of, was one of the, Apparently one of the Columbine yeah. kids said to another, like, like, don't go to class today or something. Yeah, like, like there, was, there was a kind of this idea, again, yeah. because he thinks, as you know, that he was... <laughs> Some sort of hero. It doesn't yeah, he's doing evil. righteous. It's work. so horrific yeah. to talk about it, even mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is just something that happened because it's still so awful. Yeah. That, oh, of course. Obviously. Yeah, and uh, that's the one thing we were talking about in the regular episode that uh, that was one fear I had it was like, where are they gonna um, empathize and give too mm-hmm. much sympathy to Jacob? No, he's still a psychopathic, maniacal killer. Right. And uh, they did not shy away from it at all. And mm-hmm. I thought that was like, oh, again, we go back to. If you want to make these different interpretations of these iconic characters, don't screw with the DNA too much. And they didn't. I thought right. it was so Joker's, great the way they put it. Pure put evil. It, yeah. You've got some moments where you Evil and chaos, yeah. Where mm-hmm. you understand what created him, mm-hmm. but it's still bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Columbine horrific. kids or whatever, like mm-hmm. bullied, whatever else. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I guess. I don't yeah, even know. Some maybe, but yep. untreated mental illness or right. the parent, yep. whatever. They, they, They're still killers at the end right. of the day. Still at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. To go back to the very ending of the movie, and this is the thing that was so great. And this is always what's so great about the Joker and the Batman, right? They both had horrific things. And part of that statement is, now granted, the Joker grew up in poverty and chained Mm -hmm. to a radiator and and Bruce Wayne was coddled in private Mm -hmm. schools, but he still witnessed something awful. Right. Mm -hmm. And he could have gone to the The dark dark side. side. Right. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of... The Joker went to the dark side. Now, mm-hmm. in this interpretation, and as I said in the regular episode, the thing I liked about this one too is, but Joker went dark. Now, mm-hmm. in this one, and this is the thing I really like because it really went right after the mental illness issue in this country and we're mm-hmm. not treating people mm-hmm. and they're cast away and they're mm-hmm. thrown in the street like garbage, like mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. Um, we've... The Joker's always been called crazy or a sociopath, but we've never said he has mental illness. And we sat him down in a therapist's office, diagnosable mental illness, on medication, the funding gets cut, oh fuck. Guess what happens when you cut funding? It's all of our problem. Mm -hmm. And I've seen in LA in the last five to 10 years, at least two years, Mm -hmm. the homeless problem- Is skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Right. You know, I talked about this. I was just in Russia and I saw- in Mo- I was in Moscow and St. Petersburg for the, the better part of 12, like eight and one and four days and the other. I saw 
on two hands, the number that's the number of homeless people I saw in Russia, in two major cities. I saw more homeless people driving down Lincoln Boulevard, coming home from LAX to go to Santa Monica. Right. Tent cities. Yeah. It is They're getting the worse. There's so many reasons now. for that. I mean, that's a different show, I know. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it's not one. And much like they show in the movie, it's a series of uh, bad voting on our part. Mm-hmm. Of a series uh, of failures. Of failures. Of, mm-hmm. We don't have enough money for for help you know for for rehabilitation a lot of this is drug related some of it's not like whatever it is and we actually also need more police like we don't put enough what the movie though showed and this is i think it was reflective of what some of the problems that we there is ceos just broke another record of like there's more billionaires now than Mm -hmm. ever so the fact is we do have the money right we do we're not spending it you look at la New high-rise building, $3,000 one-bedroom apartments, and then there's a fucking tent city. That's the mayor. That's why I wrote the Gotham Yes, letter. Yeah. You guys, everybody write a letter. It's like, I see this in Santa Monica. They've, they've, the developers have gotten on the city council, mm-hmm. and they've built more high-rises, and there's more homeless people, and it's like, why- No can, one can afford to live them. Yeah. $5,000 a month for a one-bedroom. Yeah. For a one-bedroom. Yeah. And it's like, you can't take that money and build homeless shelters with mental health and job placement, job train. Right. Come on. We have the money. Right. And it's like, that's what this movie was saying. Yeah, there's no profit in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a profit yeah, yeah. in private prisons. Yeah. There's a yeah. profit in a for health um, yeah. medica- you know, yep. insurance mm-hmm. and you know, for-profit rather. So now right. let me, uh, I'm going to pose a, a what if on this movie because this is the one thing that i was uh i i wondered about like the portrayal of thomas wayne mm-hmm. like in the comics it's always been a philanthropist yeah he's rich mm-hmm. but he's always he was a doctor he's always tried to save gotham and that was one of the things that got him murdered um with his uh with his wife so it was an interesting twist because that kind of it was the one thing that went completely against um what the comic book um uh, character as he was portrayed so how so uh, you mean giving him like a little edge or no uh, in the comics he was he was always a, a force for good in mm-hmm. gotham and it wasn't he wasn't kind of like this rich asshole was more interested in consoling, really at consolidating his his power ish like oh i'm gonna run to save the people from themselves there was a lot of that these people don't know any better i'm gonna run and save them because they don't know any better like it really felt like that elitist politician feel that Thomas Wayne oh you didn't that's interesting yeah I I, I, I felt that in the way Thomas Wayne was portrayed they I mean they made him like he makes that statement like I built myself up and the rest of you are all clowns and it's like ooh, like that's a bad soundbite and he thought you know okay they could have brought him back the next time he was at a press conference or whatever he could have Announcing he was going to be mayor, just be like, well, I really didn't mean that, guys. I'm sorry. So, like, so yeah. So I yeah. thought that that was a deliberate attempt to like kind of make him one of the like the soulless politicians that's going to save us from himself, but really doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and like kind of that elite, uh, you know, one percent or whatever, which was um, again not how Thomas Wayne has ever been portrayed in in the comics. Which makes his death when he gets murdered all the more tragic. So right. my question to you guys is. What if Thomas Wayne was portrayed in this movie the way he was in the comics, that he was somebody as a force for good that was trying to do better, and you kept all of these other things, to see him die made it even more tragic because that would be like the last light of hope in Gotham then just got extinguished and then Batman had to rise. Do you think that would have been different, more effective? Or less effective. Less effective, interesting. I think it would have affected the movie because mm-hmm. what it was doing, and we, we talked about this in the, mm-hmm. in the regular episode. What it was doing was this was Joker's view. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. also, 
it's taking a new view, right? As mm-hmm. we sit there and look around, as we talk about, we look around LA and we see the mm-hmm. inequities. Todd Phillips lives here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's hard to look at somebody with a man- massive mansion and a helicopter and a private jet and go, man, they're such philanthropists. Mm-hmm. It would be hard, right? right? Like you see these big celebrities and all oh, they do these charity fundraisers and they live in a $20 million house. They could live mm-hmm. in a million dollar house and give 19 million away to help people. So, like a Warren mm-hmm. Buffett. Is that what, so that's how he was originally portrayed, like sort of a Bill Gates kind of? Well, he was treated in the, in the old model of like, you know, some of those, you know, like Rockefeller, mm-hmm. Kennedy types, mm-hmm. they gave a lot of their money. They were tough as nail. Right. Like he would build the shelters and he would hire a lot of people and he would try to help get people out of poverty. In fact, like I said, the organized crime is ultimately, it wasn't a random event. Then it was, he was actually sent as a hit to get killed right. because he was interfering with their business. The other thing, even in the Christopher Nolan movies, he was shown as a uh, the one light in Gotham that prevented them from destroying Gotham for like a couple of years. He gave them a reprieve because of the good work he was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting because, I, you know, I forget sometimes that, that is, that's the Joker. The whole movie is the Joker's perspective. Right. So yeah. it's entirely possible that that view of Thomas Wayne was skewed. That scares me so that So that's I'm, interesting. Because I didn't see it. I might be more conservative leaning in some ways, but I didn't mm-hmm. see him. It was just like kind of means to an end. I think he was trying to do good things. I think uh-huh. he, he, it's not either or. I think you can feel like I pulled myself up from the bootstraps. Now stop being idiots. Let's do this together. You know, I can see how that can be seen as just typical vapid rhetoric. Right. But I didn't see it like that. I Interesting. Was like, I mean, I don't, yeah. Well, it's that thing of okay. like, of like, you know, Thomas Wayne says, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, mm-hmm. but he wasn't chained to a radiator. Right, right. Mm-hmm. He grew up right. in nice private schools and, hey, my dad used to discipline me. Mm, he didn't t- mm-hmm. chain you to a radiator. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you weren't abused by your mom's boyfriend. And it was never mentioned, too, right. that, you know, Thomas Wayne was a doctor and he would also do good work that way, too. He would, he would um, you know, uh, I think he had a clinic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Really? I didn't so, know yeah, that. Yeah. I want to bring this up, too, mm-hmm. because... Uh, we forgot to mention this in the regular episode, but we talk about how they made it seem like late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. But there was a definitive timestamp. With the movie. Oh, the movie, Blowout yeah, Zorro, Gay Zorro, Blade. Zorro, Zorro, Gay Blade. Blade. Mm-hmm. Do- but both came out in 1981. Blowout mm-hmm. was the Brian De Palma movie mm-hmm. with John Travolta, mm-hmm. and Zorro, the Gay Blade was the George Hamilton So this was Reagan. This was supposed to be... 81. Mm-hmm. 81, so... Yeah. This was, so the 70s had just collapsed, yeah. and Reagan mm-hmm. came in, and I'm going to fix it, and he did trickle-down economics, mm-hmm. which benefited the wealthy, mm-hmm. and so... And he defunded... Um, mental, mental illness. illness. Yeah, mental yep. health, and yeah. Hospitals, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, he did. He did a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like that was when the homeless population increased was in the '80s because Reagan defunded these places and they all went on the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, which is the metaphor? Well, it wasn't for just the, that, uh, the but garbage. there was a lot of things that went into. It. I'm not yeah. a Reagan fan, but there was a lot of. I mean, there were a lot of groups that made it so that people that did need help um, didn't have to seek that help. Mm-hmm. I won't name those places, but they're like pretty, you know, <laughs> left of center places that said they can do whatever they want. They can they can shoot needles and they can do all these things and you can't force them to get help. And that's actually why Reagan defunded a lot of the stuff because it wasn't making a profit. Mm. So it was all bad reasons, but everybody kind of messed up together. Does right. that make sense? <laughs> it, yes, it, does. Does. I mean. it does. It does. So you're like, well, there's no money mm-hmm. there, so mm-hmm. let's just forget it. Yeah. It's really... So it really... And of course, the Mark Azzurro is in the original comics was the 
Yeah. Well, that's the it's thing. I was like, when, when they show this, I go, "What Zorro movie?" Because that's always it's, it's always they were mm-hmm. they went to go see Zorro, mm-hmm. and it's always been that. So they mm-hmm. had Zorro the Gay Blade and <laughs> Blowout as a twin bill, yeah. and I was like, "Wow!" So the next Joker movie uh, or the next Batman interpretation will be the Antonio Banderas Zorro. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they timestamp it, so they make Bruce yeah. Wayne like nine or ten years mm-hmm. old in 1981. Right. So that's when we talked about in the original episode was that like, yeah, this makes the um, the age discrepancy or the age difference between Batman and the Joker a lot larger than it is in the comics yeah. right. because he was pretty young. Yeah, so. it's like oh. it's like Cesar Romero versus Adam West. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I so, loved that, though. I mean, that I saw that coming. But when he was like, what's your name? It's mm-hmm. Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I was at a press screening. So it's just a bunch of asshole critics. So I was the only one who was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And nobody else made a sound. Yeah. I guess they all saw it coming, but and well, Alfred that, and Alfred comes out to defend. Yeah, it. yeah and Alfred came out too. Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. I love that scene at the yeah. gate where mm-hmm. Alfred comes out. Yeah, and they just sort really of cool. get out of here. You know, yeah. get out of here, and he's like, "No, I'm your brother." You know, mm-hmm. and it's like that was a good Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. He, um, Joaquin, did such a great job mm-hmm. playing a guy that's trying to hold it together that can't yeah you know really like an amazing job he's on another level and i will be sad if he's not nominated and this doesn't get the i can't imagine him not people are saying that some of the academy refuses there's i mean quite a few articles that are saying they won't even see it it's like how how can that be how can you well then you know what if you don't don't, if you refuse to see a movie you shouldn't be in the academy of motion pictures i think (laughs) that's what i think well i think too like Watching the movie, it's probably one person, and then right. Dateline ran. And they're doing it. a think yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I, I saw this movie, and I went, I can see the. If you don't know much about Joker and Batman in this world of just like, wow, this movie's advocating killing the rich, but again, it's still it's so misguided and reactionary. Right. No, it is not. It's saying, look Mm-mm. what happens when you discard someone. It was like, and I. I I think I mentioned this before. Like, I remember American History X. and went like, mm-hmm. it's celebrating uh, neo-Nazis. Yeah, no. no. It showed not. how awful when you yeah. go down that path, spoiler alert, in American History X, yeah. his brother dies right. yeah. because of the, b- his affiliation with the neo-Nazis. American yeah. Sir- Psycho, Psycho, movies about serial killers, yeah. Dahmer, are we, yes, we can't Syriana. make movies like this? Yeah, Syriana. Yeah. Like, oh, it's glorifying uh, suicide bombers. No, it's showing you how they get made. Yeah, that's, that's not the same thing. Right. Yeah, it's right. be, you had an ounce of empathy for the suicide bomber. You had an ounce of empathy for the Joker. So you think the movie is advocating for mass violence? Right. No, no way. Sanity to me. It's like have comp- it's 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 this crazy notion of you can have compassion for why someone's a criminal. Right. Yeah. They still need to be held accountable. Yeah. Of course. But what we always mm. talk about what created these criminals? A psychopath. A psychopath. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because. Look, if he grew up in the Wayne family, and we're, we're fascinated by it too as yes. a culture. Like you know, serial killers have fans, right? You well, know, and they yeah. also and look how many documentaries and movies have made have been made about serial killers. And it almost seemed like Joker didn't start out as a sociopath, someone with no conscience. You know, when you look at like a Manson or you know all the people that were so fascinated by, right? He didn't even. You know, I think he did feel something a little bit. For a second, mm-hmm. I thought he felt something. Yeah. When he, maybe not when he got to his mom. I mean, he became mm-hmm. a psycho. But like his, he just went blank. They, I remember they did, I was. What was it? It was like, uh, can you up my medication? Yeah. You're on seven medications. Seven. I know yeah. a lot of people who are on seven medications. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, like, I, I, took the, I took his side on that one too. It was like. I know. It's not. 
keep yeah seven two, medications is what he needs so mm-hmm. give I it know to him. two or three people that committed suicide because they went off their medication because mm-hmm. they thought they were okay they thought they were fine yeah. and then went off and then oh shit um and that's you know that's i mean Mm. there's so many there's that's such a whole that's a whole nother issue and a whole nother five episodes to talk about but like how we we how we're treating mental health how are we you know are these medications helping are they not are we just throwing too many meds at them are we we don't know there's so many things and this movie just did a great job of just saying not taking on one of these issues Mm -hmm. wholehearted like offering a definitive yes or no on it mm-hmm. but it just said it just threw it all in there right exactly there's untreated mental illness yeah. state funded health care uh, you know the, the, it goes back to the theme of chaos yes you can't yeah. blame one thing no you know this is a toxic mix of a bunch of horrible things together and look what comes out government's felt, failing government's so, failing and he mm-hmm. felt invisible he yep. did not feel like he was even breathing on this earth until mm-hmm. somebody noticed him and even that's what's so sad something as simple as uh, um, the guy giving the gun yeah, right. and he, the first thing is that I'm not supposed to have a gun. Oh like, yeah, you know, like just that one little moment of like, uh, well, then what if he got beaten up on the subway and he didn't have the gun? Then he wouldn't have shot those three people. Yeah. So you have all of these, you know, things put into the chaos too, and then they bubble over. I thought it was just so well crafted. Yeah. Like every little piece was like drip, 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 drip together. And until to get it blew you up. in the audience to have this discussion, mm-hmm. right. we're talking about gun control. There's a huge debate in this country. Well, we gave him a gun. Because mm-hmm. he was, he needed to protect himself, and look what happened. He kills three guys who were right. bullying him and being dicks. But did they deserve to get mm-hmm. killed? Of course not. Right? You know, exactly. like the the people who've been discarded and the wealthy people getting more and more and more. That's awful. Did they deserve to be and it also have beheaded showed, like the French Revolution? Yeah. I don't know. Some people would say fuck yeah. Right. It, it Other also, people would say no. Right. I was going to say it also showed how easily he could have killed himself yes. with the gun because he was literally practicing. Oh, that yeah, he was, that he was, was that he was going to do it on on uh, you know on live television. Like pull the network. Mm-hmm. St- spoiler. Yeah. I keep spoiling. Mm-hmm. We're spoiling every movie that's ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. It's a spoiler. App. <laughs> you guys in Tootsie? What? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Joker, though. I'm sure you guys talked oh, about it. Oh, it got already. in all it of our heads. My head. For sure. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I, when we saw it, like, the next day, she said to me, you know, I'm still thinking about that movie. Oh. And I said, well, then it's a mark of a good movie. It's good, yeah. it's good art. Yeah. It's good mm-hmm. filmmaking because it's making us all think. Yeah. Any of the questions and interpretations that we're all having mm-hmm. show you that it's really good filmmaking. I mean, how many movies, I don't, especially <laughs> all three of us here who've been, you know, watching movies professionally. For many, many years. I just went, like, you ask me about any of the Mission Impossible movies. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, tell, t- I couldn't you, yeah, tell you what happened. Yeah. I've seen them all. Right. Yeah. I know Tom Cruise yeah. runs around and there's a bomb yeah. and he cuts mm-hmm. a wire and a thing happens. And, and that hair, has its hi- place. That has right. its place. Yes. Yep. And his hair never gets messed up. Ever. Of course not. <laughs> That's <laughs> <from> the writer. <laughs> yeah. He's a little <laughs> Every time someone yeah. goes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, as two stand-up comics, how did you guys feel about the device to get him onto the Murray Franklin show being that someone in 1981 not only filmed an open mic Mm. and Mm. then sent it to a late night talk show, which then played it without permission. That drove me bananas (laughs) as a guy who works in comedy. 
How did you? Did it, that, it, it, actually, that. it actually didn't bother me. <laughs> I am that, shocked. Because I, I really, I, I kind of like, it was in the realm of believability for me, especially when the, the producer phone call, you know, they make it sound like it's the best thing ever. Does that sound good? You know, you coming over and, you know, well, doing that. Saying, that's like, good, how would you, there's no iPhones yeah. back then. Yeah. How would you even, well, the club, a tripod? Of, yeah, the, tri- the club yeah. would have recorded oh. it and yeah. then sent it in. Okay. But then Video sent cameras. it to... I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, this is our worst bomb ever. Like I don't know. Here's how why I like that because I know they they and I think the 81 timestamp was vague. It was just for that was the Easter like that was for people mm-hmm. like us to go search out the the, the years those movies came out. But yeah. overall, I felt like they were trying to say they could have been re releases oh, in, yeah, in an sure. art theater. Yeah, sure. But That's I good. to me. The way they see the video and treat him, I think this was because they're talking a lot about a lot of social issues, bullying, mental illness, gun control, wealth inequities, and cyberbullying is an issue. Like some of these shooters and there's kids have killed themselves because a video popped out of them and everyone made fun of them. Um, There's been, you know, sexual assault. There's been some of the mass shooters, whatever. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was that, that like, Ha ha, look at this idiot. Like we do today on social media. Let's make fun of the right. of the weirdo. Mm-hmm. And that was again, as as Chris has said, the the one of the fifteen things that contributed to this whole chaos was like you fucked with him when you shouldn't have. And how it, heartbreaking was that when he first sees himself on TV, he's in the hospital room, right? Yeah. And he sees himself and he's like, ah, and then he realizes that he's the butt of the joke. Right. And I've I mean, my heart broke for him. Mm. Well, yeah. that's just almost too good of acting from Joaquin. Maybe that is what mm-hmm. people have an issue with because it's like they are really humanizing this moment. But you're right. That's just mm-hmm. another one of the billions of things that just created this monster. Yes. And it's, it's okay to, for a psychopath to have a human moment. That's like yeah. that's not, you know, uh, uh, outside the realm of possibility. Right. Yeah, they so do. So it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I mean, I Ted Bundy was a pretty good stepdad by all accounts. Yeah. You know, yeah, what was the true? one Ed Gein? I thought it was a, he was a good clown or something. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> he was a good let's birthday. not go too far with yeah. the Ed Gein love. I well, kind of yeah. have to draw the line. Yeah, that's uh, that's John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, and the well, club, the, the club was called Pogos, which is. Pogo the Clown was John Wayne Gacy's. Oh my God. I forgot Holy about shit. That. I didn't get that. Yeah. I was like, I what does Pogo that. mean? Yeah, I just read that in the trivia too. Oh, so. yeah, that that's, that's who I was better. thinking of. There's so many Easter <laughs> yeah. eggs. His makeup yeah. is also kind of based on that. It's not quite. Oh, but, really? That's oh, what that's they said. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Because, like we were saying in the first episode, like the actual clown masks mm-hmm. were actually from like the animated show, the Batman oh. animated show. So, like, <sighs> you could see the, uh, the designs. But uh, it, it's, yeah, it taps into all that stuff of like, um, you know, our fascination with, you know, serial killers and, mm. and uh, murderers and, and all of those things. Why um, is that? Why are we like that? I mean, I feel like... Well, it, and, and like to that. a lesser extent, like, you know, the, the reality shows tap into it, too. It's like we want to see, you know, horrible people doing horrible things. I mean, mm. dance moms wouldn't exist. So. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you know? But I also think for me, like, the serial, for me, is the serial killer thing. I'm always like, how? Yeah. I get a I get a, a crime of passion. Somebody we all have that. We could mm-hmm. all just we've all killed a husband. Sure, yeah. <laughs> who hasn't? Kidding, kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kidding. You can't prove it. Um, <laughs> but no, you know we've all had that. We could all go, man. If this happened, if someone pushed me, if something happened to a loved one, I could I mm-hmm. could see myself doing that. But the methodical planning and the repeated of the serial killer is always like how. Did this happen? And the lack of conscience, like, like I saw you guys, speaking of the Joker, sort of 
Did you see that Dahmer interview at the end? Did you ever see him? He was interviewed right almost before he was killed, maybe like a year before he was killed in prison. And he said, I, I, ho- I hope they never let me out. I will not stop doing this. Please save me. Like he wanted to wow. die. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that feeling from the Joker, from no. Joker, but I thought that was, One of, wow. It's wow. a complete lack of... Uh, conscience. Uh, yeah, Some conscience, empathy, it. anything. Yes. They're, they're, it's whatever in their brain that shuts off doesn't have those features. There's some examples, though. Mm -hmm. This is a great Mm -hmm. topic, um, and it pertains to the movie. I read um, or watched some serial killer documentary. Some of the, they they interviewed a bunch of people, like guys on death row. Several of them were physically beaten as infants or children, so their brain damage literally damaged that part of their brain that has empathy. So like the concussion, Mm -hmm. maybe that sort of concussion Mm -hmm. thing that, that... they're saying in football, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. the, ET, the CTE thing. Oh so my like God. that and chained to a radiator. So mm-hmm. he was beaten and mm-hmm. set, maybe even sexually, right. we don't know. Right. That he literally could have had some damage in his brain that made him just like right. susceptible mm-hmm. to doing this. Trauma. Trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. I read, a, I, I read a, a really insane, it's kind of scary story. There was a guy, father, great father, good guy, all of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, molests his daughter. And he's like, what? And he's having headaches. They find out he had a tumor in his brain that was pushing against the like- Like the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe where you have restraint or whatever, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. like that. And he was like, oh my God, so they remove it. He starts to have the feelings again, like a year or two later, the tumor came back. Oh, oh my God. God. Isn't that terrifying? So that any we're of us just controlled by this like this, thing. Any of us could have some yeah. tumor that could make us yeah. a, a whatever. The guy at uh, at University of Texas, the guy who was the sniper from the, the top 60s? of the yeah. yeah. He had a tumor in his brain too. My dad Same was spot. there at that time. He Holy. was there. He was working for a radio station and he had to report. So they had to go outside the bell tower, you know, outside yeah, yeah. that tower and report from the bottom. <sighs> Not to tell you. But that happened to Sharon Stone too. Did you know that? She used to be a really mean woman. I met her actually in the 90s. She was awful. She really was awful. I mean, I can't say that objectively, but she was not nice to me. She was known to be difficult. She had um, some sort of brain issue. I don't know if it was a tumor. She had a stroke. Something happened. Her And she talks about this openly. Her personality changed for the better after this brain malfunction. Well, wow. isn't, it, isn't it interesting? Because I, I, I question this a lot. With all these mass shootings, and I'm like, is it we're putting all this crap into the environment? Yeah. And the movie touched on this. All the garbage in the streets. Yeah, yeah. Not healthcare not healthy food all this there's all this crap we've talked about remember you did that you watched the documentary fed up what the yeah. sugar mm-hmm. lobby's doing mm-hmm. all this stuff we're pumping into the toxins invi- toxins hey. right as we sit here and I'm drink diet cokes yeah. and, you know mm-hmm. but like all the crap we put in there is that why because i remember look this is this is this is not oh potassium benzene sure oh good um, yeah well, that's aspartame good but like aspartame. Yeah. <laughs> but like in the 70s one of the reasons they got lead out of the gas and everything was it was causing when the violence was they traced it to lead paint, lead gasoline, all this stuff. Hmm. And that was making, that's why the 70s had so much violence and craziness. They traced it to lead. And they've even said there's been more in, in communities where there's lead in the water, there's higher violence and crime rates. Mm-hmm. And learning disabilities. Learning disabilities. Yeah, yeah it affects everything. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what this movie was kind of vaguely touching on, but there's actual research around this. Right. And I, and I question that, all these mass shootings. Like, how much is it is because, of, I mean, Flint, Michigan still has contaminated water. There's a thousand cities that still have contaminated water. What was that movie Gasland where they turned yes. a faucet oh, that on and they insane. could light it? Yes. Yeah. That's um, still happening in a lot um, of, there's an opioid epidemic. How, what, what are all of these factors contributing? 
And and I think t- to be too critical of this movie, you're missing the point. Yeah. It is pointing out all of the current problems we're having in a bigger Right, in a bigger comic book Comic context. booky way, but mm-hmm. look at this. We have mass shooting after Columbine was the worst mass shooting ever in 2002. It's not even in the top 20. Right. Oh, just, that's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what are we doing? This movie, if they're banning it and the dummies at the at the academy who are just rich people who are afraid they're going to get killed. Right, yeah. right, right. I well, mean, the whole point of art is to get you talking about yes. this. This is the entire um, reason for art to exist. I haven't <laughs> felt this way about a movie in a long time. So mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And mm-hmm. I don't like everything. And I tend, to, I tend mm-hmm. to not like watching violent movies, especially this is the other thing about this one. Cause, and Todd Phillips talked about this. I get so riled. I'm so riled up about Joker. I don't know why. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening It's to a me. valuable movie. It is. Mm-hmm. And he talked, he's like, you know, all these other movies that make it so comical and there's all this collateral damage. And you know, who, no, I'm just going to say Superman, but it's not Superman, but whoever like pushes a bus off the thing and all these people die that we don't even deal with this is showing a realistic this is I think I think it's more what's the word not it's it's it doesn't desensitize it doesn't you. yeah exactly yeah. it's it's showing it in this sort of realistic way that is scary to see for sure and I can see how that real violent, this movie has Scorsese violence yes that, yeah mm-hmm. it's real real this is mean streets hand-to-hand mm-hmm. violence mm-hmm. is awful it's yeah. not cool, Jason exactly. Bourne, knock you out, right. superhero. Or John Wick. Yes. Or mm-hmm. any of these things, which I'm not, and I'm not saying that's, they don't have their own value. I don't want to take away from those, you know, whether I like them or not, but. Yeah, they're popcorn movies. It's, and that's fine. And mm-hmm. some of the John Wick choreography of the fighting was sure. beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't take away from that, but it's way, I think it's way more irresponsible. That's the word I was looking for. Irresponsible. So now, to, and then they're putting that on Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. I, this, this happens all the time and it makes me so mad when somebody makes some, some Something like this that really challenges people in society and they're uncomfortable with it instead of going wow we have some problems and this movie is showing them they blame the movie yeah, yeah. shut the fuck exactly. up don't make me think about things Ooh, yes. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to my gated community do you know how many movies we wouldn't have if they if I know we, I know Scorsese yeah. at all really yeah. what we have mm-hmm. and I'm sorry like you know, we love, we talk yeah, about... Yeah, Scorsese's entire career <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't have. We've no. talked, you know, like the, the Marvel movies are fun and all that. Sure. And we love watching them, but come on. Right. Like the Star Wars movie, the last one, you know, the Han Solo one, they put some stuff in there about about weapons dealers were the bad people in it. But it's just like a little taste, a couple of lines. Right, right. And it's like, no, this movie, you had... puts it in your face. You were living in this city with the garbage and the poverty. Which we feel. Which we feel. Yeah. And it's like, these people at the Academy don't want to watch it. Well, they don't want to see the tent cities That's right. In all throughout Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. And, and again, exactly. it's like um, uh, it's like a doctor who's afraid of blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? If you don't want to see a movie, get out of the Academy. That's get like, out that, of the, the entire academy. point is for people to actually watch it. And here's the other thing, too. You're an Academy watcher. You've seen a thousand horrific documentaries that are going to be far more disturbing yes. than this movie. Exactly. So the fact that you're singling out this movie is ridiculous. Do you think it's because mm. of Todd Phillips that people just didn't let... You know, it's a comedy director. I know some people don't think that he's pleasant. I can't speak to that. I haven't met that, him. That, I don't know. Is I, that I, it? I, I don't know. It, it, it's a great question. Um, it, it could be anything from... Hype to put your put the attention on me to Todd. Who knows? Do you think it's Warner hype? Because some people so. think that they did this. You know, they wanted this kind of. Well, I don't think. Here's the thing: something like this, I don't know necessarily that you could manufacture. Mm-hmm. I think what you can do though is 
not stop it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. could, um, you could maybe, yeah. um, you know, not uh, do anything to discourage it. I think that's more what happened. That maybe it yeah. kind of started it, and they're like, well, just let it, let it play out. I think it will see it in the box office. <laughs> Did you guys see it in all, like a screening? Screening? Was there a lot of security? I was know, in a movie theater. Yeah, when I was in a movie, I was in a movie theater Saturday night, and all they did was uh, check the bags. That was it. But it, they don't it. usually. I'm I not trying to sound because I usually just go to press screenings, so I haven't. They were really intense at the press. Even the press people that we've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. we had to go through two like uh, audit. You know what do you call? Oh this? yeah, Wanding. the wands. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. Yeah, but really? uh, and I will say this that. Um, it seems to be random at the movie theaters. Yeah. Like, uh, like they've searched bags sometimes, but not every time. But this time, for sure, they did. I didn't on see Saturday. any extra security at all. I heard mm-hmm. them undercover. No uh, joke. I really heard there's quite oh, a, maybe, maybe not now. That, I don't that know. could be, yeah, because yeah. we didn't see them. It could be like Disneyland where, you know, you never see. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, well, the, uh, put you know, that on. At, at Disneyland, this, this is true. They have a larger security force than the Anaheim Police Department. I believe that. That you just never see them because they're all plain closed oh, that mm-hmm. is just awful mm-hmm. i mean it's good i guess for disneyland yeah <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if disney had its own like cia ah, that'd black be hilarious What's the yeah. thing that they're talking yeah. about now the they cube the the disney you know black site yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually i think you're 100 percent right about yeah, that they're gonna get waterboarded <laughs> they, they do have a jail so yeah, there is a jail <laughs> well any anything yeah. else to bring up any uh, final thoughts uh, I mean, I hope, like, you know, we're coming. I only get to vote for uh, Critics' Choice Awards. That's the only thing I get. And sad. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, I'm, I, I really hope that this gets the attention that it deserves. Yeah, and, I will. I, I get to vote for SAG. I will absolutely vote for this. Yeah. Who else this year? Not to go off on that, but is there anybody who has a performance on that level this year? That it's the best movie that I've seen thus far this year that I can think of. There were some good indie films this summer. I loved were... Tarantino. I loved Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. I know I disagree with a lot of people on that. Did I know. I, love... I, I did. Graham didn't. I so we, we split on it. it for different reasons. But, uh, uh, but as far as performance yeah. goes, even I like that movie as well. I don't see anything in this caliber. Of no way. I mean, I like Yesterday, fun, yeah. cool no, indie see, movie. The only one that I would... not even fight you. Now, the, the one I would like to see nominated again is in a movie Joker that... Joker made no, you violent. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> that nobody saw was Paddleton on Netflix with Ray Romano. Didn't see that. See, no one else saw it. But it was a really tiny release of... Uh, um, and it was bas- it was two f- friends that mm-hmm. were kind of on the spectrum, that one of them gets cancer and the other one is basically helping him to die. And one of them is Ray Romano. And it's it's really amazing. It's a um, you're not a Mark selling Duplass me movie. No, it's, a, it's <laughs> like when I hear all this, but, I'm but like, it's, uh. it's Mark Duplass and uh, Ray Romano. It's their movie. They're, they're literally the only two in it. I'll it's just a tiny, small character piece on Netflix, and it's amazing. But it's even those performances, they're great. Yeah, they're not at, at this level. Those are the performances I usually like yeah. too. Those mm-hmm. little screeners that come at the end of the year. And yeah, like, yeah. What is this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. no one will ever see it, and it doesn't right. matter. But so check that one out. It's I on Netflix. Will. What's it called again? Uh, Paddleton. It. It's like the game that they make up that they play at their apartment complex. Oh. <laughs> All right, Aaron, any Thank parting you. thoughts on this? I mean, I definitely came in with Todd Phillips' baggage, uh, not liking him as a guy, especially after what he said about woke culture and all that stuff, mm. about ruining comedy. Oh, he said oh, yeah. that it came out before the movie, uh, to which I just say The Hangover 2 and 3 sucks. <laughs> so that's why you don't make yeah, comedy terrible anymore. films. Yeah, yeah. And Jude Eight was kind of. I'm not getting on that no. hangover anti hangover train. I just want that for the record. <laughs> no, hangover <laughs> was good. Right. Two and three, <laughs> mm-hmm. diminishing returns. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's undeniable. This movie's really good. Yeah, it is. I have it, obviously had a big issue with the comedy part that you guys didn't, but 
Oh, with uh, him being a stand-up. And but... No, no, with the with the how he gets on the show. Right. Just, I had an issue no, with everything going into this movie, and it, it just won me over on every single yeah. point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me yeah. too. Yeah, I was really. <laughs> I, I was really like, wow. I, I mean, when I'm sitting in a theater afterwards, just like, whew, mm-hmm. that's a powerful film. Yeah. Considering all the movies that we see, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know how many, I was not looking at my watch. No. Mm-hmm. I was not like, I was in the, and I was like, oh God. It got under my skin. Yeah. I had to actually yeah. stand up during one scene, the scene with the little person, and I had to stand in the aisle. And the security guy was like, you all right? I said, I'm fine. I just, I can't be in my seat for a second, which I know is dramatic. Mm-hmm. It is a little much, but I really, I mean, I've never done that before. I like, I had to stand up during the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. And it was a press screening, right? It was a press screening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care what they think. Mm-hmm. One really thing don't. I do want to say is that kudos to whoever, whoever handled the marketing and did the trailer. Yep. Yeah. They left. Did not reveal. They too left much at so all. much no. out. Mm-hmm. They made it so intriguing and left so much out. And even coming out, remember, like a year ago, they came out with the, just the makeup test or whatever yeah, footage man. that came out. Went viral. This is how you make trailers yeah. to right. promote a film. As yeah. opposed to cats. This, this yeah. yeah. <laughs> just this tell us the whole did, movie. This trailer did not ruin anything yeah. in this movie. No, no way. There was so much I was mm-hmm. like, what? I had yeah. no idea. It was about mm-hmm. fighting the rich and yeah. mental right. illness. Yeah. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I just thought always oh, a. Comic. I didn't know it was going to go into the Batman mythology. No yeah, way. Absolutely not. Brilliant. The De Niro thing was the very last trailer they released. Like a month before it came out and I was like huh mm-hmm. what the hell is this but it was still we talk about more excited right? more You're excited like, oh my God. more excited mm-hmm. yeah we talk about this all the time I'm sure you've seen this how many trailers you go well I see I've saw the whole movie now yeah right mm-hmm. well cats I mean that infuriated all of us not right. just the way it looked but like why would you put memory the entire song which is the only reason you go to cats anyway you put that in the whole that's the trailer mm-hmm. oh that I can't <laughs> I can't with cat. I really so. that's upset I quit I quit Hollywood bye bye <laughs> So, Cecily, where uh, where can people find you in your uh, movie reviews? Uh, Well, I'm on Austin 360 Radio every Mm -hmm. day. Uh, I do entertainment reports and movie reviews on Fridays. Mm -hmm. But if you Google me, Cecily Nobler, K-N-O-B-L-E-R, a bunch of the stations that I'm on, they put me up uh, every day and on, like, different podcasts. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to do it because there's just quite a few stations. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can go to my website, which is just uh, cecilynobler.com. But Great. you have to hold out the calm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sing it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of oops. A lot. No, I mean it's a regular calm. <laughs> um, I don't know what's wrong. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, um, our final episode, December twelfth, uh, mm-hmm. is at Dynasty Typewriter six hundredth and final episode. Go to dynastytypewriter.com. The show will go from eight to about ten thirty, and then there's an after party. There are tickets left. Tickets so, left. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out. We're going to have a bunch of comedians who've been on the show come out. Cecily, if you're around, please pop in, Love say to. hey. Yeah. Um, we're emailing all the you know a lot of the big name comics that have been on the show over the years, and we just want to come out and celebrate the 10 years of doing this and thank everyone that's been involved to make it happen including uh, all the fans so check that out uh also progressive comedy tour is coming to australia november 14th we're doing um melbourne the 15th adelaide 17th sydney and the 22nd uh perth go to grandmelwood.com for all my tour dates 
And if you are at LA Comic Con this weekend, I will be doing a panel at noon, Comics on Comics. We will be talking more about Joker. Is that at the and Convention Center? It's at the Convention Center, okay. LA Convention Center. And uh, also at 3 p.m., I will be doing a signing for Long Ago and Far Away at the Starburns booth that is in the far right corner. I have to get the number. I'll put that on my uh, Twitter feed, but it is in the far right corner of the Convention Center, uh, probably in small press, Starburns booth. That's our show. Thank you so much, Cecily. Thank you, Aaron Brungart, for all of your thoughts and prayers uh, with regards to this film. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. <laughs>